am I am ever amazed how the Lord is able to give us strength at the time that we need it. When I got the call earlier this morning from my sister-in-law, uh, you know, and uh, it, it seemed like for several minutes everything just kind of drained out of me and um, weak as water. Uh, and, um, but I began, I began to think and remember, as Brother Jeff was talking about, what God's done in the past. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with the church. As for myself, I don't have I don't have no confidence in myself. I don't have confidence in myself and in my flesh. Because I know I have failed many times. My confidence is in the anointing that God placed in my life, and I'm humbly speaking this, humbly. That anointing has never failed me. He cut all of my confidence off. I've been in places to stand and minister that I knew the message was going to be rejected. And I thought, God, how can I stand and preach this word in this house? It's not going to be received. But my Lord, that anointing, hallelujah, comes on the scene. Hallelujah. And because of that anointing, this pastor standing before you today, and I'm rejoicing in God. Hallelujah. Because I, I follow like the Word says, it, uh, even though I've got some sorrow and some grief, I don't sorrow like those without hope. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. The Apostle Paul said, if only in this life I have hope in Christ, I'd be of all men most miserable. Hallelujah. Oh, but thank God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I'm in this thing for a reason. I've sold out for a reason. Hallelujah. Glory to God, I'm not here to play games. I'm not here, hallelujah, to scoot around. Hallelujah. Amen. But this world is a reeling today like a drunken man. Hallelujah. And the Bible said this world suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And I'm ready for a fight. I'm ready for a fight. I'm not running from the enemy. I'm not hiding from the enemy. And I won't take down. Because greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world. While you're standing, let's read our scripture text. Second Peter three ten through thirteen. He has it on the screen, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? 
Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which dwelleth righteousness or righteousness dwells. Hallelujah. Father God, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you. Hallelujah for your word. I'm asking God that you will speak to us today. Amen. To stir our hearts, convict us, encourage us. Whatever we need. And we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name that the church say. You can be seated. Hallelujah. For the last several weeks, I've been preaching a sermon series that we have worked up that I entitled Simon Peter the Man and His Message. We have been ministering this several weeks now on Sunday mornings. And now, the 14th message we have come through and we're in the third chapter. And we have been studying about Peter's writings. And I hope that we've all gleaned something from the mind and soul of the man that Christ gave the keys to the kingdom. I never could figure out, occasionally when you try to witness to somebody and give them the plan of salvation, they want to come up and say, well, those were the words of Peter. Hallelujah. Well, if there's a house I want to get in, I'm going to go to the man who's got the keys. Amen? Why wouldn't you listen to what Peter said? You say, well, you know, I'm going to follow Jesus. Well, if you follow Jesus, you're going to listen to Peter because Jesus handed it over to him. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. We've been getting into the heart and soul of this man. And even though he started out like many of us, weak and frail, yet he became strong. Uh, some of you can relate to this. Apostle Peter had a, a broken heart because his heart was broken because he knew he had backed up on the Lord. He knew that in the time of the greatest need, he wasn't there. He was standing off by a fire somewhere warming himself. How do we sometimes get off, hallelujah, away from what God is needing, hallelujah, in our life, amen, to take care of our own personal needs, oh God. But let me tell you something. Let me give you a word of encouragement. Like the song that my wife sung, he didn't throw the clay away. Apostle Peter, after he filled, was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he began to walk in the knowledge of God that God has had for him and ordained for him. He went to a mighty strong finish. And even though the Word does not record it, history says that when it come time for his departure, Brother Scott, they they were going to crucify Apostle Peter just like they did Jesus. 
But you know what? That old, that old uh, vile, cussing, swearing fisherman at one time in his life, constantly messing up and making mistakes, had gotten to the point and the place. He says, wait a minute, boys. If crucifixion is the way I got to go, I want you to turn me and crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy to die the same way that our Lord died. Oh, God. That is the kind of man the Apostle Peter became in Christ. Now, today, our concluding message, we are going to consider Peter's view concerning the day of the Lord and how that it will one day soon all come to an end. And this kind of fits right in with what we've been teaching about on Wednesday night. So, I want everybody to sit back, hold on, while we zoom fast forward to the day of the Lord that the Bible said is going to be like a thief in the night. Like a thief in the night. Somebody give Jesus praise today. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Him praise. Hallelujah. He said, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God, folks. I'm going to tell you something. Amen. I don't know if you believe it or not, but Jesus Christ is soon to return. Lord and God, I came into this apostolic message in 1970, and I can't believe how far we have digressed. Amen. From what God has called us to, apostolic people have lost their identity. Hallelujah. Amen. It can't hold on much. I'm not concerned what's going on in the world. My heart's bleeding for the body of Christ. Because unless we get where we ought to be, there won't be revival no more. And a lot of people think, well, I'll have some warning ahead of time. How many members what we talked about about him coming suddenly? You see, his coming is going to be... Number one, an unexpected event. It's going to be an unexpected event. Now listen to me. If a thief decides to pay you a visit, he's not going to send you a message on Twitter. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. He's not going to email you and say, I need you to, and your family to... Take off and go down to Wally World for a little while at a certain time next Friday night because you got some items in there I want to check out. If a thief decides to pay you a visit, he's not going to call you in advance or let it be known in any way that he's coming. We were broken into years ago when we lived in Hendersonville. Uh, uh, Brother Hale was pastor of the church at that time, and I, uh, I was still evangelizing and working out, out from under Brother Hale and going places, holding revivals. We lived in Hendersonville, and 
people today, they begin to squirm. If you know, if you, if you, if you get much over half an hour in church. Hello. But back in those days, our Sunday night services started at 6 o'clock. And if we were lucky, we was able to walk out at 10 o'clock. What? But i got to get up in the morning. Guess what? People had to get up just as early back then. Man, I'll be getting up at 4.30 in the morning. I get up at 4.30. But you know what? I come here to see God move. Hallelujah. I done spent all, all week giving my time, amen, to, to uh, the job and to other pursuits and other things. God forbid that I try to cut the Holy Ghost short. Glory to God. Amen. We had we were we was there past ten o'clock and we drove drove home. The front door was kicked open. We'd been burglarized while we was at church. Remember that well. Now if I had an idea somebody had planned on doing that, hallelujah, there's a big old bush outside the Outside of the house back there, I've been waiting behind, waiting for him. Hallelujah. I was a whole lot younger back then, and I was a whole lot more hot-headed, too. Hallelujah. Brother Bobby told me one time how hot-headed I was. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've been waiting for him, but I didn't know he was going to come. He or them or whatever. But the point I'm trying to get across today that the thief... It's not going to let you know when he's coming. It's going to be an unexpected event. Matthew chapter 24 and verses, 20, verses 42 through 44, Jesus says, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. That's one reason why you're here this morning. You're here to make sure you're ready. You make, you're here to make sure that everything is right between you and God. Hallelujah. You're here this morning, hallelujah, that if you look across this auditorium and you see a brother or a sister that you think there might be some kind of ill feelings about, you need to get out of your seat and go to them and say, hey, I'm sorry whether or not you feel like you're the guilty party or not, you still will be the first one to say, I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we get to talking about those getting on the drugs. And those doing this and those doing that. But I'm going to tell you something. If you leave this world, amen, with something against somebody in your heart and ain't got it taken care of, you're going to be like the drunkard in the white throne judgment. Hello? Well, well, Brother Sammy, uh, Brother Joel Austin don't say it, talk like that. Well, I can't help it. This ain't his church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I heard the man too say on TV that God didn't call him to mention sin. What? 
Hallelujah. My Lord. Glory to God. I'd like to sit down and have a cup of coffee with man. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, church. His coming. How would that be, some people say? One reason why, one reason why that it's going to be an unexpected event is that too many of us are preoccupied with the cares of this life. And it will cause people not to notice the signs and the events which point to his coming. Luke 21, 34, 36, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day, that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth, Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. As sure as I'm standing before you today, Jesus is coming, and you better be looking for Him. It's not only going to be an unexpected event, it's going to be a world Shaking event. A world shaking event. Staying in Luke 21, I'm going to go to verse 25. He says, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, 
and the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts fade in them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Have you realized that since the year not oh, since the year 2000, everybody was worried about something they called Y2K. That wasn't nothing because that was man oriented. He tried. He came. Man came up with that. But there's some things that has been happening since the year 2000. We have seen these scriptures being fulfilled over and over again. Not in my lifetime and not in your lifetime have you ever before seen tsunamis cross over the Indian Ocean and hit these country and washed two and three hundred thousand people out to sea at a time. We've seen that. Since 2000, the sea and the waves roll. Men's heart failing them for fear. The very core of this planet is reeling like a drunken man. Climate change is making storms more frequent and severe. People are literally dying of heart attacks during many of these events that are taking place that I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to take this just a little bit further. It's going to be a church awakening event. Hallelujah. The scriptures I'm fixing to bring to you, they ain't going to have it up top because I, but this is something that I'm adding to this that God has spoken to my heart. It's going to be a church awakening event. I want to leave you today with some good news. Look at somebody next to you and say, we need some good news. Hallelujah. I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with something, hopefully, that will take the gloom and doom that I've been talking about away. Because when I talk about the day of the Lord and His coming, it's not going to be all bad. It's not going to be all bad, Brother Paul. It's not a total hopeless situation. Hallelujah. If you have surrendered your life to Christ, maybe Brother Travis may have time to get up. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse in the first five verses. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 5. I'm going to read that just a minute. I want you to know something. If you have surrendered your life to Christ before His coming, His return will not be like a thief to you. But Brother Sammy, I thought you this message is titled Like a Thief in the Night. That's true. But you gotta realize what this is where right to divide the scriptures come in. You gotta realize to who he's coming like a thief to. First Thessalonians chapter five, beginning in verse one. But of the times 
and the seasons. Brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Amen. But listen to this. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, brethren, if he's calling brethren, who's he talking to? Hallelujah. Blood-bought, blood-washed folks. Ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Hold it right there for a minute before you get to the next one. I know we may not know the day or the hour, but he, he the first thing he started off with, he says, of the times and the seasons, you don't have any need that I even write to you. Through the Holy Ghost, you can feel and you can perceive the seasons that we're in. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm telling you, we're in a time, we're in a day, we're in an hour that we've never been in before. Go ahead and put verse 5 up there. Ye are all the children of light. And the children of the day, we are not the children of night nor of darkness. Glory! God has got a church. He's got a people. That same Holy Ghost that He sent to lead you and guide you in all truth, will quicken your spirit. And I don't know about you, but mine's already been quickened. That's one reason why I've begun to teach and to preach more about this than I have in a long time. Because I know the time is near. God has placed us here for a reason. We didn't know at the time. We didn't understand all the of full implications of God, but we can look we can look back and some 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 are, are, are not here today but but are still here and I look around and I see those who's already gone down in the water in Jesus' name since we've been here. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish but that all come to repentance. Hallelujah. God wants you to be a part of His bride. He wants you to be ready when He comes. And as we close out this final message of weeks preaching on Simon Peter, hallelujah, let's heed His warning. Let's be ready. Let's watch. Because he is soon to return. Sister Debbie, would you come to the keyboard, please? Let's all stand together.
Thank you, Lord. I want us to just worship God just a little bit right now. If there are any needs in the house, we invite you to come. We'll be glad to pray with you. Hallelujah. As you know, because, because God has blessed us with a constant supply since we've been here uh, of people coming to the Lord and getting baptized you can. You've been here in the water. That's that's the uh, heating pump back there. That's the first thing I do when I get here early on Sunday morning. It's going to stay ready. Hallelujah. Lord of God. Hallelujah. This is not going to be like some of these churches that are dead and dry. Hallelujah. It's got cobwebs in its prayer rooms and in its baptistry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! If God put us here to preach the gospel, then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be ready, brother Paul. Hallelujah! To apply it. Hallelujah! Glory to God! And we've got we've got baptismal robes back here. We got towels. Hallelujah! Glory to God! And we'll we'll stick you under and we'll hold you under till the bubbles quit coming. That means all the sins are gone. Hallelujah! If you've got a need today, amen. Let's just worship God. Come on.